0: We're going to get everything in that we can this week. All the singing, all the preaching, the praying. We have prayer time here at uh, 7 o'clock. We've got prayer rooms. I want you to come and pray. And of course, uh, Bible study tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And um, we're going to have time. <laughs> Every afternoon at 1 o'clock for the method
1: in Las Vegas.
0: Of course,
2: uh, some of you is already two services late for count meeting. We really started yesterday morning.
0: <laughs> Brother Townley preached yesterday morning, and then last night, uh, I told him he just exhorted some, but we had a young man to get the Holy Ghost last night. Amen. Yeah. starting it off right. I said we're starting it off right. Praise the Lord. Praise we're going to ask Brother Bullock to be master of ceremony of these services. You may be seated as Brother Bullock comes.
3: It's good to be in the house
0: of the Lord feel His presence. Hallelujah. Amen. We come into His house, we come with a knowledge, amen, a lot of people don't have. Amen. God has shined a light of illumination onto our souls that we might know and understand. Hallelujah. He said when they were going to be people that were going to praise Him, the only requirement for praise was breath. He said let every you have breath. Praise the Lord. But he said, when it came time for worship, he said, you must worship me in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. 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 Any man that can look around and see the wonderful works of God ought to be able to say, thank you, God. Hallelujah. But there's a special group of people assembled tonight, washed in Jesus' name, filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. That knows him. Hallelujah. Could we stand again tonight? We have prayer request that we want to take to the Lord. Mr. Fawcett from Orange is in need of prayer. We continue to remember Brother Myers. And I appreciate all of you that have been praying for my dad. And we'd, I'd like for you to continue to remember him. You may have a request tonight if you just let it be known in the uplifted hand. Let's take these needs to the Lord. Precious Jesus, we thank you, dear God, for
4: your goodness. Thank you, dear God.
5: think about being caught quick. That's because I wasn't even thinking.
0: I was listening
5: about that Holy Ghost move, and we need that. Amen. If we don't get anything else, we need that. Amen. The Apostle Paul admonished the people to not to be drunk on was wine where it was in test, but to be filled with the Spirit. And when you're filled with the Spirit, you haven't got any room for anything else. Amen.
0: No malice, hatred, backbiting, fault, finding. you know, just,
5: you're just uh, full of Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be good if just everybody's faithful with Holy Ghost? <laughs> Amen. No, uh, nobody, you know, like anybody. Everybody comes to church because they really want to, and not because they feel like they have to. And
2: uh, just uh,
5: read everybody with, uh, with the same attitude and uh, don't have to bypass anybody up one down aisle and down the other. And, amen. Or look off in the other direction, you know. When, uh, just be good just, uh, to be full of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Well, I believe we can stay that way. Amen. If I've got an enemy tonight, I don't know nothing about it. It's his fault, not mine. Praise God. And so, uh, and that's where I feel that way about it. Amen.
0: And uh, as far as I know, if I do have any enemy, uh, it's just because they don't like me or what I preach. But I met my long time ago. If people don't like what I preach, it's not, what, it's not me they don't like. It's the book. But the Lord said, if you love me, he must have had some doubts. But he said, you will keep my commandments, and they won't be grievous to you. If you are serving the Lord tonight with a grievous feeling, you just need another good old
5: ghost of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. And so I'm just glad because I, I, I feel the presence of the Lord. He's here. There's no reason why you can't. If there's anybody here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can have it before you leave here. It's for you. It won't cost you a dime, at least right now. (laughs) Amen. But, uh, amen. God's real. Amen. The Bible said God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And without the spirit of Christ, you're not here. So that puts anybody without the Holy Ghost on the outside. Uh, Everybody don't believe that, I know, but... Don't tell me the book doesn't say it. Amen? So it's just one of those things, you know, when you quote Scripture, when you look at the Word of God, you're not resting the Scripture when you say, if the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, it will also quicken your mortal body and raise you up by the Spirit that dwells in you. He has specified
0: you got to have it on the inside. For without the Spirit of Christ,
2: too bad.
6: Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this evening and to worship his name. We've come to lift up his holy name and to be with your wonderful pastor and to worship the great king of glory. I was thinking coming up here, this is a wonderful place. I've been here before. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to come into a place where you can feel the presence of God. I said, Lord, I'd like to have something, a little something to say. I'll take about two minutes. And uh, there's three things that came to my mind. Two things that I've learned and one thing that I'm working on. And the first thing that I learned, coming, I had always from Louisiana, Baton Rouge, to think about this. And it's only take just a short time to tell you. The first thing is pay no heed to every word that you hear, lest you hear your servant curse you don't listen to everything that you're told in simple terms just everything that is being spoken of on the radio i turn the radio on everything that people are talking about some of it is not worth repeating not worth thinking on pay no heed to every word that is spoken lest you hear your servant curse you now your servant is someone who serves your purposes if your servant will curse you what will your enemies do to you? So pay no heed to every word that is spoken. That's the first thing I've learned for sure. The second thing I've learned for sure, and no doubt about this one, take the more earnest heed to the things which you have heard, lest at any time you let them slip. We've heard some wonderful things throughout our lives, and often we find ourselves trapped because we have forgotten the things that we were taught and haven't put them in practice those two things I have learned very well the third thing I'm working on the third thing is making the distinction between what I need to hear and what I need to ignore and I'll spend the rest of my life working on that i'm going to start off like this revelation 3 6 said he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches and i believe that we're in a place here tonight that we can pay attention to the words that are spoken here and take heed to those things and uh, the lord is a lamp unto my feet he's a light unto my pathway i can take heed to all things that the book says everything written inside the word of god that third thing i'm going to continue to work on amen the presence of the lord is here and i'm looking forward to his word tonight god bless you
7: fighter again this evening
0: beautiful sanctuary and nice and cool and no mosquitoes i thought about that while ago when i i remember those good old days everybody wants to go back to the old days but i'll take this here tonight praise god Amen. And I'm glad for my good friends here this evening. Good to be Brother Mike Daniel. fine group of ministers here this evening. And I feel victory in Jesus this evening. Thank God. Apostle Paul said in Romans 81, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Anxious to hear Good preacher here tonight. Praise God! Just looking at him, I can tell he can preach. Amen. I'm just ready to hear what he has to say. Thank God. It's so good to be here tonight with Brother McDaniels in the church here. Come back to camp meeting again. Been having camp meetings down here a long time. Twenty-eight years. That's a long time by anybody's calendar. But Brother. Uh, gatlin was telling about the two things that he knew and the other thing he's working on and i sit there and i figured this out there's 16 preachers there and if all of us took five minutes it's going to be late when we get out of here so i'm, I'm sure glad to be here tonight i want to hear brother Townley preach nice good to be with you brother mcdaniel looking forward to a good time tonight the lord bless
4: you
6: time i
2: concur with brother Duplessis.
6: Good to be here. God bless
2: Brother Mac Daniels and this local church, and I'm looking forward to the to preaching tonight. God bless
0: you. <laughs> We'd like to both also come and sing and greet the
5: How about you? Praise God! I'll take their time and somebody else's. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hey, I'm glad y'all give me that time, brother. Praise the Lord! Good to be in another count meeting tonight. We're growing older, aren't we? Amen. But the Lord's good to us this evening, and good to be in the fellowship with God's people. Thank God, I still believe what I started out believing. Still on the way, hadn't picked up anything along the journey. A lot of things have laid down. I want to make it in, don't you? Appreciate Brother Mike Daniels, been friends. We're neighbors. We're about seven or eight miles between us. We just don't get to visit very often. Amen. was why we do. We're out there at the same time. But it's good to be invited tonight. I feel like somebody's going to give the devil another round around here this week. Praise the Lord. I feel like somebody's going to expound that old-time Word of God this week. Old-time Bible holiness and that Acts 2.38 plan of salvation. Won't nothing else save a lost and dying world. You believe that tonight? Amen. In the key of F. Y'all help me out.
1: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Certainly a privilege of ours to be in camp meeting again. Inviter. And I've never come here that I didn't find uh, a real move of the Holy Ghost and I'm happy today that we can assemble again. Still got victory in my heart. Brother Gatlin's thinking about the things that he, uh, three things he learned. I'm having a hard time and most of us are having a hard time that my mother gave me when I was just a little fella. I'm bringing me up she said son you don't have to put the other fellers light out to let yours shine. And I find that's pretty, uh, pretty prevalent amongst us. You know, we pick up tales and this, that, but Paul said, I desire to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Happy to be here again. Happy to be here with victory. I'm looking forward to Brother Metford's evening Bible study. And also looking forward to Brother Townsend, never heard this young man preach, but I know it's going to be good from what I've heard, and I just want to shout my soul, may not can move like you can, but I'll tell you the victory is just as, as much down there as it ever been. Everybody say praise the Lord. Good to be here tonight, and certainly kind of
0: the a privilege and honor to be called on to come here to this great church, this great can and speak to you again. And I, the first time uh, that he asked me, I guess that was just a shot in the dark, the rest of it's your fault. Amen. <laughs> but it, it's so good to see my friends, I haven't seen some in so, quite a little while, and it is see Brother Bullock here, I thought in Russia, and he was in Russia, and uh, I understand his father's sick so he's, he's home but that's uh benefit to us it's good to see him i really like the way he conducts the service man you don't hear a whole lot of him he just uh he just uh, the kind of took brother duple's angle there Hey, man but i ain't gonna say a whole lot today except that i am very very happy to be here and it's just good to see all of you uh just to hear these just to see, see these preachers come up and just say a few words uh i just thinking about Uh, each of you and what you mean to me holding on to the truth Uh, so keep holding on to it for me it'll help me I'll keep holding on to it for you and I don't know anything else to hold on to really it's the same as it always has been I haven't seen this change anywhere we started out right thank God if we hadn't if it's time we'd change but we started out right and somebody preached it to me and they were right on and I haven't seen any reason to change because this is the Apostle's Doctrine and the one that's the Godhead, the new birth, baptism in Jesus' name, and filling the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, living a holy life, dressing right, and all, all the things that go with it, this is it. And I'm glad to be part of it. Thank you, brother.
3: Well, praise the Lord. good to be in the house of God tonight. I love the Lord, I love his people, and I love the ways of the Lord. And I love the ministry, praise God. I give honor to Brother McDaniel tonight and uh, and all these other good ministers that are here. I appreciate Brother, Brother McDaniel going to this effort to have a camp meeting for us to get together. We need this. Like Peter said, when they were on the Mount Transfiguration, he said, well, he said it's good for us to be here. And uh, it's good for us to come together. And as Brother effort has mentioned, to to see each other still serving the Lord, still holding up a good message, and uh, there are times that we get wondering if there's anybody else out there like Elijah did, but uh, God had a lot of them, and he'd never even heard about them. And we come to a meeting like this, and we remind ourselves again that there are other good men love this same message, and, uh, and I'm glad for that. Glad tonight for what we're going to hear. I haven't met Brother Townley, but just briefly, and heard a lot of good things about him and uh, I'm anxious to hear him I'm anxious to hear Brother Mefford again Brother Mefford is a, is a good Bible teacher he's a doctrinal man the uh, Bible said to give double honor to those that labor in the doctrines and uh, I feel like Brother Mefford has as good a understanding of the doctrines as anybody that I've ever ever known and I'm anxious to hear the doctrines again Praise God. we're going to have to have We have to believe something to be saved, aren't we? We have to have something to believe. And uh, I'm looking forward to the preaching tonight, looking forward to teaching, looking forward to worship, looking forward to fellowship. God bless you. Well, it's good to be here tonight in this
6: camp meeting with Brother Daniels. I'm looking forward to the Word of God being preached tonight. I'm like these other preachers. I don't want to take an awful long time. But I listened to them as they sang tonight about an avenue of a miracle. I believe in this world that we live in today it is an avenue of a miracle for God to work and do great things for us. May God bless you. My life
0: Hallelujah. Well
2: I appreciate truth in that. And uh, all God's done for me. <clears throat> done a lot of things. And uh just to say appreciate truth and what it means to me it meant to my family over the years is a great thing. I was just reminiscing recently about some, well, sometimes, you know, you go through things and, and uh, you have to uh, go back and, and dig up some memories and some things that God's done for you. And I thought about my dad that's in the graveyard tonight, uh, in the grave tonight. And he died with the Holy Ghost, with the faith, with the hope praise God of being saved. I also have a daddy-in-law. All those years that he never, he'd been around truth, and he never uh, decided to come to God until the, the last minute, and uh, a lot of folks I don't think thought he was, was going to be able to, but we baptized him in Jesus' name, and Brother Matt Fall was coming down the hall uh, one evening when he was laying in that hospital room, and I felt the Lord and I said, Brother, come in here. Let's pray for my dad-in-law for him to get the Holy Ghost. And, Brother, he got it that day. Talked in tongues, talked in tongues, wept, cried. He said, You know, I've been around this all my life. And he said, I've seen it, results of it, heard about it. And he said, If I'd only known it was this good, I could have had it a long time ago. And that's true in the graveyard today, my dad-in-law and my dad. And I appreciate God, and I appreciate truth. And anybody that can dispute that got problems. Hallelujah. God bless you. Not good to be here.
0: What a he answered to when we arrived. The Lord uh, helped us to locate an apartment relatively quick just in the first few days we were there. And the uh, unusual thing about that was that the place that he led us to, the individual that was renting the apartment, agreed to sign a two-month contract. And he said, they don't do that. Well, we didn't know why he signed a two-month contract at first, but the Lord did. He had another place he wanted for us, but it wasn't available yet. And uh, the day after our two months was up, God, the day before, rather, our two months was up, there was another apartment in a better place, better location in the city, cheaper apartment, larger apartment, $70 less a month that was not ready until the day before the other the contract was up so we thank god for that that was one of our prayers when we left god this is a city of five million people we don't know where we need to be we don't know where we need to live god led us to the place Hallelujah. Our uh, the service the place that uh, god gave us to have service on sunday is just about uh, about five minutes away from my house and then uh, we have a place on wednesday night we have a service in a different part of the city. A uh, location on Wednesday night, the people said, you can come and have church here, there's no charge. On uh, Sunday, the place that we meet there, we were paying $50 a month then. And so God's blessed us. Amen. We have, uh, through meeting, uh, the course, working with the schools, we began a, quite a language barrier there. Uh, we're, we're studying Russian. I think my girls are learning better than I am. They, uh, they pick it up quite a bit, and we hear it even around the house now. Uh, one of them say da instead of yes. But uh, we were wondering, Lord, what will we do? We need to be able to communicate to these people, to be able to tell them about the Lord. And so this is basically what the Lord told us one day in prayer. He said, you just do what you can do right now, and when it's time, I'll take care of it. We were having service on our house on Sunday, or there in our apartment people that began to come the people that were coming were teachers in the schools that are new English we were able to have English service and this carried on for two months three months and then we were able to go into, into the location to have a building God began to uh, allow other people to come and praying about an interpreter God led us to a young lady uh, that and talking with her uh, what impressed me was the the fact that there was no jewelry there was no makeup. There was modest apparel, and uh, she was interpreting for a professor one day in one of the schools. And we said, "I don't know. We'll just we'll just talk to her and see uh, what her background is, and we find out she's baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah!" And so, uh, the Lord, Lord blessed us and opened many doors. There was one school we went to uh, one of the first times we visited the school. The teachers that were showing the way from the subway to the school, um, on the way there to the school building, they said, <clears throat> "Our children don't know how to pray. Would you teach our children to pray?" And so we began through uh, the visits that we had there. As a week, we began to talk to them about prayer, and uh, we began to hear them pray. You see, there the common, the common way of prayer is everybody stands, and everybody prays but it's either the Lord's Prayer in Russian or uh, they would one pray at a time. we we'll begin to talk to them about it in the Bible that it simply said that they were all together and they prayed, and God is a great enough God that if one's praying on this side of the room and one's on this side of the room, he can hear it all and understand it. And we begin to hear more than one voice praying at a time, and people begin calling the Lord.
3: Once we visited, the lady
0: uh, asked me, she said, would you be able to teach my class about the Bible?" said, I'm sorry, but I've only been reading the Bible for a short time because I was an atheist before, and the Bible's only been available to us just a short length of time. And said, so I really don't know how to teach about the Bible because I haven't read it very much myself. We began to meet in that school and talk to them about the Bible, about the Lord. Uh,
3: we had invitations that uh, really we,
0: we just said, God, wherever you open the door, we'll try to go. And uh, someone knew a Methodist, minister there in the city and talked to them and said we have this uh, teacher from America would you like for him to speak at your church and they said yes and so we did and so we uh, we didn't get an invitation back but we did get that one sent but uh, there was a Baptist uh, group that was meeting having Bible study on Friday night and uh, we were invited to speak to them we did that then just a week or two later, the one that was overseeing the meeting had to be out of town, and one of the young men that was there said we didn't know who to get to teach the Bible part, so he called me. And so there was no one there uh, to hold any strings on us. No conflicts. So we just preached Jesus' name baptism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's uh, he's, he's been good to us. We had our meeting there uh, in the center of the city. Brother Ben Weeks, Brother Nathan Lee was there preaching parson. The and... They were there with us for three months, but that week we had had met many young people that had uh, expressed desire and interest in church, so that week we had them preaching. There was a professor from the St. Petersburg University of Marine Technology that came, saw a bulletin posted in the city about the meeting, came, and uh, before the service ever began, he came to me and asked, and he said, this is sponsored by the Apostolic Church. He said, could you explain to me what it means to be apostolic? And so we said, well, let me just briefly tell you what it means to be apostolic. The apostolic church is the church that can trace its origin back to the upper rooms in Jerusalem with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I said, we're apostolic because the doctrine that the apostles taught at that time, we still teach today.
3: I said, just to put
0: it simple, the apostolic church is the original church. He said, you're the one that I would like for to come speak to our students at our college. He said, in the humanities department here, he said, we're beginning some new things. He said, we looked at the education of our students and realized there was a great gap in their learning. They learned engineering. They learned computer uh, technology. They learned a lot of different things, learning different languages, but they do not know about the Bible. He said, would you consent to come? And so April 26th. That afternoon we went, spoke to a group of college students, some 35 students there. That day it was, uh, he just announced it and said, those that want to come, come. And there they were. And uh, we we had the opportunity to talk to them about the Bible. Uh, Gave them a brief introduction. We talked to them as a, uh, you know, the book is not just a, uh, it's a plan. It's a purpose. Amen. Many to know what the purpose of the gospel is. To change our lives and how it is able to help us and to uh, even beyond the spiritual even just we, we understand our salvation is the most important thing but if men would just take the Bible to live by it this would be a better world he would be better citizens would be better neighbors just to live by the Bible the principles is there and uh, we discussed some of these things they asked they took questions at the end i would made comment about how that the Bible says that the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and it was not to be defiled. We weren't to pollute that temple, and specifically, mentioned cigarettes. And a young man raised his hand to the back of the class and said, Now, I've read the four gospels. Could you tell me in which of the four gospels it says that you shouldn't smoke? I said, Well, we need to go over to one of the Pauline epistles, the letter at Corinth, where he said that you're not your own, but you're bought with a price, and that the body. Was intended for the Holy Ghost to dwell in that and in our discussion he he, he accepted that explanation and then over here comes a hand The lady says does that mean then if we shouldn't smoke we also shouldn't drink I said that's right <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord and on Thursday the professor was able to meet with that group of students again Talked to them about that class he told us afterwards he said listen we, we talked to him before we left he said what we would like to do is have you come once a week in the fall to teach one hour to the students and then have 30 minutes of discussion afterwards and the topics to be covered has been left to me he wants them to know about the bible hallelujah Hallelujah. So what we can say is we have seen hearts that are hungry. There are people who are desiring to know truth. One young man sat down in the living room just a day or two before we left. Uh, he's a college student. He told me, he said, I really wish my English was better or that your Russian was better so that we could communicate better. He said, there are things on my heart that I want to express. He said, that I just can't express yet. He said, but I know that there is a way for my life. He said, I believe you can help me find the right way. He said, when the communist regime fell, he said, we were without. He said, that was what told us what to believe. He said, now every man is seeking something to believe. And over and over we heard of people that were wanting something to hold on to. I thank God for truth tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Once again, we don't, know, uh, uh, we don't know what the situation is there. God has the time table in his hand. And we don't know while, how long we'll be able to be there. We don't know what that government's going to do. It's very unstable. But while we are able, we want to preach the truth. And we sow the seed. He's the one that gives the increase. Hallelujah. And we're believing him for revival in Russia. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate those of you that have been praying and uh, helping us financially and we pray that God would bless you there's there's people there who just didn't know one 40 year old teacher I'm talking one day she was translating to a group that I was speaking to and I made mention of Moses and she didn't know who Moses was another college graduate that I was using as an interpreter in other meeting. Uh, we, we can visit different schools and there's different times we have to have interpreters other than church and uh, I made mention of the Ten Commandments. Didn't know. Didn't know what the Ten Commandments were. Several of them. We went and bought Bibles and have them in service and distribute Bibles at the uh, the service. When people come, many of them never had a Bible before. Now they have a Bible that they can read. We've been blessed in America. Hallelujah. But I believe God is going to pour out His Spirit in us. Hallelujah. could we lift our hands and pray to that end right now precious Jesus thank you dear God for your goodness thank you dear Lord oh precious Jesus that you would pour out
3: your spirit hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank
5: you,
7: praise the Lord church Lord, oh, that's sweet. That's true. Praise the Lord.
5: Well, God is good to us.
0: Still the best life. There's still nothing close to it. Amen. We're not just a little bit better than something else. This is by far the best life there's ever been, ever shall be. And it's good to be here our first time in three years. The last two years we've been tied up.
4: uh, But it's
7: good tonight to be here and I guess I'm getting ready to take an offering tonight um, I'll repent Sister Clements I said I'm not taking an offering tonight I'd rather pull teeth without Novocaine but well, I guess I did didn't I?
0: all you need is $1,500 right y'all you know, okay
7: and, uh, I'm not gonna ask him anymore I'm gonna leave it alone
0: praise the Lord but uh let's do have a good offering it takes money to run a camp meeting uh, I told Brother Washington and the Elliot to really pushed them when they saw them. Uh said, you need to come to Viter camp. Uh, he just took his home church about four months ago. And uh, he says he wants to be around some strong places and strong meetings. And he's been pushed hard to come to Viter. And uh, Brother Washington, this ain't Viter yet. Viter ain't got opened up yet, but it will. Will it, church? Will this thing get to going before it's all over? And uh, so let's have a little of it tonight. Where's the offering plates? Already got that? Uh, All right, church. uh, Let's just do what he said. Let's just dig deep. What we don't get tonight, we're going to have to get later in the week. Right, Pastor? What we don't get tonight, we'll have to get later. So let's dig in heavy. Let's give a good offering. It takes thousands of dollars to run a camp
8: everybody. Tell you what, this has been so rich, so delightful today. I know you're not supposed to have favorite preachers, but Brother Method has always been one of my favorites. He's always blessed me so much every time I've heard him. I don't think there's been a time, Brother Method, I've ever heard you teach that I didn't weep. And I thank God for a message that can touch you right in the center of your soul. Amen. And I'm sure that as Brother Method was speaking this afternoon, everybody was receiving it in a slightly different way. And we were thinking of situations and incidents in our own life that that Brother Method was describing the process, what was really happening during that time. When we were sitting there thinking, I wonder why this is happening to me. I wonder why I'm going through this. And there are some situations that we've all faced, and I'm sure that it's not over yet, and that we are all going to try to find some kind of logical explanation, and there will be none. I look back on some incidents, and I, I cannot find a reason why it happened. I was thinking back to about five months after I was married and my wife was... Seriously burned in an accident, third-degree burns from her knees down, in both legs, and all of a sudden, my young bride was was uh, horribly disfigured, and uh, uh, at least from a physical standpoint, probably the largest trial that that we had been through, and uh, we couldn't find any sense in it. I was preaching a revival uh, at the time. And what little we had was dedicated to the work of God. We weren't messing around, doing something wrong. We were just trying to serve the Lord, trying to please God. I had been so very, very careful about my selection of, of a companion and had sought the Lord so carefully about it. And all of a sudden, everything was, was thrown into, a uh, well, just a whirlwind and she was in a wheelchair for about six months, carried her around in my arms. She couldn't really walk. She was in bandages for over two years after that. And uh, we believed every day that God could heal her. And it wasn't that we were trusting God to the point of exclusion of medical help. We did have medical assistance, and if that, if that um, bothers you, then I'm sorry, but, um, you know, we, we did it. But we still believed God could heal them. And I remember going to the hospital, and my wife was laying there, and her legs were swelled to twice their normal size. And she was shaking from her head to her foot, just an in incredible pain. And uh, they had a little cage over her to keep the sheets from touching her. And the cream they were putting on the burns were just melting away. and. Uh, The doctor called me out in the hall, and he said, Now, you know, the location of these burns is very delicate. Uh, There's not much flesh in front of the shin bone, and it's been burned full thickness. So the possibility of some life-threatening blood clots forming there are very, very real. And he said, "I, I need you to understand that if that happens, we may be looking at amputation.'" And I remember getting in my car, and I was trying to be strong in front of my wife, and I remember getting in my car, driving down the road. I just put it on cruise control and got on the interstate and just drove I don't know how long. And the tears just kept streaming down my face. I couldn't stop them. And I was biting my lower lip to keep from charging God foolishly. And uh, there was, uh, I wasn't alone in that car. I know what you're thinking but I wasn't alone in that car Um, the enemy was in there with me and he started saying what about all this faith that you preach and what about the God that you're trusting in and what about the one that you're promoting and and all this and uh, uh, why has he let this happen to you and God has failed you and I refused to open my mouth because I didn't want to say anything that the enemy could could rejoice over i felt like the spotlight was shining down on me right then and that heaven and hell was looking on i'm not trying to present this as being any worse than anything you've gone through i'm sure there's folks here that have lost children and companions and all kinds of things happen and so i'm just relating to you uh, my particular furnace of affliction at that time amen and and I bit my lip and refused to charge God foolishly and went back. And I kept thinking, you know, a, a miracle is going to happen somewhere in, in this and, and it's going to shorten this trial and we're going to be able just to go on our way. And everything will be normal again. It didn't happen that way. Um, I don't, you know, somebody, somebody approached me later and said, if so-and-so would have prayed for her, she would have been healed. And if I have ever gotten angry i got angry that day i was sitting in my trailer and there was somebody some folks visiting with us in my trailer and i was on my feet in an instant and i crossed the few feet (laughs) not much space to cross in a trailer travel trailer and i had my finger in the face of this individual i'm kind of ashamed of it now but that's how strongly i felt right then i said look the night that this happened I called my preacher friends all around the country. I called my father, who has probably seen more people healed in his ministry than any person I am personally acquainted with. And by the time a week or two had transpired, there were churches full of people all across America praying. Thousands of people were praying for my wife. I said, you mean to tell me that none of us had any faith? I don't believe that. I don't believe that I think the faith that was being exercised is what we heard this afternoon believing that God was still on the throne he was in control I was still preaching a revival I went to church that night uh, that night and I, I felt like heaven and hell was watching and standing on the platform getting ready to preach I made myself lift my hands and say God You're still a big God and you're still a healer and you're still a miracle worker and I'm still going to serve you and I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to follow you. Amen. You know, to this day I don't understand it all, Uh, it left some severe scars, we went through a lot of trouble. My wife to this day has a lot of pain, she's on her feet very long, there's not much circulation, uh, it's all been damaged. If she gets just a little scratch, it breaks down into a, a large sore and the flesh has lost its healing power. Some of you are perhaps familiar with that. And, and um, a lot of times, please just, just rub my feet. I, I'm, I feel like they're still on fire. And I, I, I think about that and I wonder why. I don't understand why. I don't know the reason why. Amen. But I know one thing. It has done something to our spirit, to our soul. And it has bonded us to God in ways that probably nothing else could. I appreciate this message today. Thank you, Brother Meffert, for putting it in perspective again. It's so easy at a time like that for folks to think that if God doesn't operate in a predefined fashion, that he has let us down. Amen. I don't know what was being applied then, if it was the salt or the sulfur or whatever it was, but... I'm glad he did it, and he's done a whole lot more since then. But I'm glad that my faith is still intact today, and I I pray that it'll stay that way. I think one of the most beautiful statements in the Bible is when Jesus approached Peter and said, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Oh, I'm so glad the Spirit liveth to make intercession, aren't you? Praise God, praise God. Let's just lift our hands and love him today.
5: Thank you.
0: are for sharing that with us I'd heard that story some time ago
1: very touched by it
0: God's
2: a good God in me
0: not expecting this but the church knows that we went through the tragedy of tragedy one
7: one moment you're the happiest man in the world the next moment you're the saddest man in the world but
0: it has taught us that life goes on. Amen. And yes, brother Mefford, we've been through the fire. And uh, I've got my mind made up. Amen. We lost our only child off with this church on a church trip, but uh, he's got he's got it finished, and I've got to finish it. Amen.
7: Oh, yes, we've been through those places where you can look back and say, hey, that's what Alviar said. I don't understand this. But all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Amen? And uh, so we're thankful today. I, I told Brother Sister Washington I referred to them last night. They came down from Mississippi to be in this meeting, having never been, you know, in the Deep South to a meeting. And uh, I said, Brother method will definitely teach you something you will not forget and apply it in a way that you can use it and i'm so thankful today it's another one of those messages brother method i personally never forget and when the heat seems to be turned up let's just look at it amen and say god however there's some more impurities that's going into the coupon for some more gold amen when it's all over
0: Let's all just, won't we all just stand him and love him for what he's done in our lives, whether it brought tears to our eyes or whether it made us shout. Amen, church, whether it made us shout or whether it broke tears in our face. Thank you, God, for everything that refined Mm me. Come on, go right ahead.
7: The elders said there's different processes. But God, whatever process you use, whatever you go through, the old way or a new high-tech way, whatever, God, as
0: long as it refines to me go right ahead the Bible said lift up holy hands you ever lifted up hands that you didn't feel like was holy before God mom but after that rain of the Holy Ghost you can lift that same hand back up and God that hands clean now amen I said that hand is clean now I can lift it up here and holy without that wrath without doubt thank you dear God love you one more time elder thank you in Jesus Praise God, praise God. Well, God's wonderful and good and kind. And amen, and I thank you for all that he's done. I'd like for us to take just a moment right now and pray for Brother Bullock and his family. His dad passed away this afternoon. Wants God to be with that family. Can we just do that right now? Father, you understand and know every need. Let the undergirding, powerful hand of heaven reach down
5: touch. God, you see, God, Brother Bullock's mother, you see his three sisters, his brother-in-laws, his brother and sister-in-law. Would you
0: touch them right now with your powerful hand? Would you let them feel the undergirding power of your
5: spirit? I pray. Let the comfort of the Holy Ghost come
3: to them. We pray in the lovely name of Jesus.
5: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All way up here.
0: <laughs> well, the Lord certainly is He's good. And uh, we want to say that it's a great privilege to be in this county and hear what we were a privilege to hear this afternoon. And uh, I like teachers that will just take their time and take you somewhere and tell you something. And uh, I love high meetings, and I wouldn't be without them. But I thank God that we set and give our minds to somebody that knows where they're going and what they're saying and listen to it and get something that we can take home with us that will really be a blessing. And certainly that happened today. And, uh, we that us effort. and I'm looking forward to hearing Brother Townsley tonight. I've
7: heard so much
0: good about him. And I realize it's God and his blessings that makes us what we are. And uh, I'm looking forward to just having a good time around here tonight. I want to feel God. I want to leave saying, surely God was in this place. I'm not satisfied just to have kind of a, just a little move, and uh, I'm not satisfied just to feel God in just a measure. I'd like to feel God in a special, special way. I'd like to go home and say, God, I felt you in a great way. I'd like to leave and the Spirit of God, still with you, the Word of God, still real to our hearts and our lives. I think that takes us just opening up and, and uh, opening up our hearts and our minds and just worshiping God from deep down, way inside. I'll tell you, if Pentecost ever gets quiet and dead, it's going to bother me. I like to have a good time in the Lord. I like to feel God. I like that that's real, that that you can feel. Amen. Something about the Spirit of God, it makes everything real. Us preachers can preach better. When God is moving and heaven is moving, everything's better. Every testimony's better. Everything we do is better. Amen. And I, I like what I feel, and I, I'd like for just to really all of just really turn loose here tonight. And uh, I was in my office praying you know, some months ago, and I guess you don't, you don't get too old to go through trials. I guess I went to a, just a place I hadn't been to in a long time. And all I need to do is stay in office a lot, keep praying, keep looking at myself. But one day I was crying and praying. I said, God, where can I go just to hear? I don't want to hear somebody that's talking about what somebody's doing out yonder somewhere. Or uh, and, and I know all of the evils out there. We need to hear about them. But I said, God, I'd like to go somewhere and just hear something. I need direction. I need something from you. I need something from heaven. And I'm glad I'm in a meeting where you can come. And get that direction. Could you raise your hands and just love God with me tonight? Thank you, Lord. love, appreciate Brother McDaniel so much. And uh, I said, well, I've been here when I was uh, preaching, teaching once. I want to go when I just go and hear. And I come here because I want to hear from God. Hallelujah. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, God has just been so good. And move in such special ways in the last few weeks i just can't i hardly contain myself and get something about it brother i can't take it when things get quiet when things get where a preacher don't have all the liberties he needs it bothers me but i, I believe pentecost today are to fight harder than we've ever fought before to keep that good move of god we're living in a day when folk want to get sideways get wrong attitude get their minds on one another and some little something that don't mount to anything. Brother, we need to forget ourselves if we ever did in our lives, and get our minds on heaven and on God. I don't care what my children do or what anybody else does. I'm going to make heaven my home. I don't care what others want. I want to feel God when I go to church. I want to enjoy it. Enjoy the presence of a living God. Keep walking right and living right. This is no time to let up. And thank you. You can play around with sin. No time to play around with sin in this hour. Brother, it's time to live right and walk right. Talk right. Do right. And do the will of God and do what God has called us to do. Brother, let Pentecost go and see how much sin they can do and how much they can take up and steal. I don't know part of that. I don't that that's real today. The real move of God with a good, clean, holy life. Walking right and talking right. Hallelujah. I was at a meeting and not long ago, and I enjoyed a preacher talking about winning salt. And uh, I don't know really a lot. We're doing all we can do in our city. And I've had Bible studies and everything. I've been there 31 years and uh, have had a growing church. And I don't know how to do it. All I know is if you live right and stay right, keep attitudes right, keep a burden for God, Brother, there ain't enough devils in hell to stop a church from growing. Amen. But I'm glad. Hallelujah. I believe that with all my heart. And I probably, I hadn't done a lot, done what we could. Probably got the fastest the church and all the ones in my little city. And uh, God has blessed us there. I don't know how to do it. But I'm not afraid to try anything I can. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not out. I'm, I'm not falling for just uh, everything. I'm here today. I believe what we need at Pentecost Day is get back to the old fights and altars. Get back to dressing right, living right, talking right, walking right. There ain't nothing. That's the way they had revival in the old days. And that's the way we're going to have it now. Get adultery just as far from the church as it can be. No fornication, no adultery, no ungodliness, no filthiness. Amen. This ain't no time to feel sorry for folk and pet them around and say they can't help this, and you got to help them with the cigarettes and help them with this. I've heard enough of that kind of preaching. I don't believe that. I believe you get a hold of God, you'll get rid of your cigarettes. You'll get rid of your television. You'll get rid of those things that are not right with God, and brother, it will bring an apostolic Holy Ghost revival. Amen. Well, I don't know why I'm, I don't want to take time. I'm looking forward to this good preaching tonight. I don't usually do this. There's something just bubbling in here. You go off these meetings, all they can talk about is how they pet folks and pamper folks and, and try to put up with things. Brother, I'm serving a God. His arm is not short. I'm serving a God that will deliver you. I'm serving a God that will bring you out. I'm not serving a God that you've got to pet around, sin around. God, I take sin out of your life when you get right with God. Amen. This ain't no time. This generation makes me sick. I feel like I've outlived my generation. I tell the young people in our church and around, Brother, it still needs to be preached straight. They might not believe in whipping the young'un. God has got a weak-need generation that don't believe in nothing. But, Brother, it's about time to get up and get to believe in something. We're in the church of the living God. God's not going to pet us. God's gave us everything that we need. Can you raise your hands and just love him with you? Everyone. Amen. Good to be in camp meeting 1994. Brother and Sister Mac Daniel and the church family here. And uh, I'm sorry that I missed the afternoon service. Sound like you had a, a good time of teaching and receiving of what God had for you. Amen. It's always good to hear good old fashioned teaching and preaching. Hello. Must have said something wrong. Amen. I always enjoy teaching. I always enjoy preaching. Amen. We wouldn't be what we are today if we're anything in God without good old-fashioned Apostolic teaching and preaching amen, but I thought about the scripture before I stepped up here Uh, Just simply stated the word says where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty Amen I'm glad tonight that we can come to a place where God can work and do what he desires to do if we'll just let him perform
1: his will amen in our lives tonight hallelujah i'm looking forward
0: to the preaching of the word by the townley. amen i've come with my heart open to receive the engrafted word of god and uh, no matter what god wants to do here tonight it may be amen in the form of uh, feeding five thousand you say well not five thousand here amen but if he feeds you and you feed somebody else and it goes from there and just escalates and the word of god still works the power of god is still real hallelujah he may kneel down and write in the sand amen and talk about um, uh, delivering somebody from the vices in the world of sin amen i don't know what god's will in this service is right now amen but whatever it is god let us have the liberty to receive and move um, according to thy will he may calm some troubled waters here tonight Amen, he may amen walk upon the water in your life, uh, but whatever he wants to do, if we'll open up uh, and let God have His way, I guarantee you'll lead better tonight uh, than when you came, Hallelujah, because my God is still a miracle worker, He is still able to do great things, uh, He's still able to deliver, He's still still able to deliver from sin, uh, He's still able to fill somebody with the holy ghost. Uh, He's still able to give somebody what they need in their walk with God. Amen. It's surprising to me in Trinity Hall today, but we come so many times to the house of the Lord and we limit Him to what He can do in our lives instead of just opening up and saying, God, here I am. Let me be like the proverbial sponge. Let me soak up everything that the Holy Ghost has for me tonight. And I guarantee you'll be a much better child of God when you leave here tonight and when you came in. And uh, if you'll be willing just to retain what God has for you in this service. Uh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. And uh, the story was mentioned about how this gentleman was climbing a mountain. And as he climbed the mountain on his way up, he found a grave. And a tombstone with this inscription:
2: found client. Found Christ
0: I don't know about you. When my time comes to die, I want it to be said, hey, he was reaching. He was still pressing. Amen. Paul said, I count not myself to aff- apprehend him. But he said, I am apprehending for that of, that of which I am apprehending. I believe he said, I'm trying to get a hold of what got a hold of me. I don't think I know it all yet. There's still more for me to learn, and I'm still striving. He said, forgetting those
4: things that are behind
0: and pressing forward toward those things that are before. I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling. I don't know about you. I want to climb higher tonight. When I leave this service, I want to be closer to God and more like him. Let's worship the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. I whispered a funeral yesterday, and they couldn't hear what I was saying. I know, not at the grave site,
7: but we wanted to come over tonight and just sit and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I feel what I like, and I like what I feel,
0: and I thank God for what He's doing. We would like to invite next week to listen to our camp meeting, United Pentecostal Church, to need some help. Brethren, when He's in there. Evil abounds
7: in this world because good men do nothing. <laughs>
5: There's too many people got their holiness at home. I don't wanna I don't wanna be ugly, I'm just telling you.
0: Sometimes we take our holiness and we keep it at home. And we need to share it with a dying world. And I trust and pray if you get to come that you'll see brother people on the street. And we'll be worth it in God. And I'll, I'll let you know one thing: there'll be some things going on there that I want to
7: prove. Uh, you know, when people begin to preach about holiness, the love of God, and the things that are important to a good Christian life, I believe I'm going to be on my feet. Let the world know that we're not going to all stay home.
0: We're not going to all just tuck our head and say, well, let them do what they want to do. And sir, we're going to fight. Fight. It's worth fighting for. I feel a good spirit here tonight. Elder, I, I'm glad I got to come. Appreciate you coming over and being with us over the instead the funeral. God, it's been good for you. We can continue to work together and pull together and see a move of the Holy Ghost. God, we need revival. We need revival. There's enough sin and corruption creeping in the church for trying to get in. It won't be in these things. It won't be in these things. But it's trying. Some of us are going to had a good fight of faith, aren't we? aren't we? Aren't we? Hallelujah. Let's do God's will. Good to be here tonight. God bless you.
3: Up here and tell us something good about the Lord.
5: Bless my good Little young
0: blonde headed one. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here. Brother Bac
1: Daniel. This is my family, this church family. It's been a while since we've been here, a few years ago. But I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord,
0: thankful to be able to feel the presence of God. We felt it here as we worship tonight.
1: You know, I was thinking uh, kind of along the same line, I guess, as Brother Gilmer.
0: You know, the scripture tells us, it says, Of men born of women, there is none greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding, or in spite of, or what you want, want to say, greater is he that is in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The least in the kingdom of God. Well, you know, sometimes we take that and want to run with it, but... He's not talking about that we're better off than John the Baptist, that we lived a better life than he did, because we probably don't. But he was talking about the position that we're in. He's talking about the time uh, that we're living. And you see, the greatest thing that God ever gave to mankind is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's nothing in the world that is like it. Hallelujah. But, you know, the thing about it is we've come to a point where it seems like sometimes we can't appreciate it enough like we should. We're living in a time of plenty. We've got, like it says, almost in Laodicean church, rich, increased with good, have need of nothing. But I'm going to tell you something. We have a need of God tonight. We have a need for the things of God. We need to get down and begin to press. We need to reach out and grab what God has got for us. I know that we're living in the end time. And the thing is that the Bible tells us that we'll have little strength, the church generally, but you can still have power with God if you'll still reach out and teach him. Hallelujah. Where are we? Where are we today? Thank God we're looking for the coming of the Lord. You would think that that would draw us closer and closer and closer to God, but the gen- generally the church is moving away from God. We have don't have too many places that you can go that you can really feel the presence of God, hallelujah, but it sure is a joy when you can find one where people will worship the Lord, hallelujah. I was thinking about my grandson, he's over there in Turville, and my son is there, and Whenever they moved, I think, out to Odessa, he was trying to orient the boy. and he was smaller. So he was driving around, and he asked him, he said, Zach, where are you? The boy looked at him, and he says, I'm right here. <laughs> well, he was trying to find out. But where are we tonight? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. We can get closer to God if we want to. We can have anything we want from God if we're willing to pay the price. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something right now. Revival has not ended. There are still people to be saved in this world today because the church is still here. Hallelujah. Thank God. I believe that we're going to gather the few just in the end time because I'm looking for the coming of the Lord. May the Lord bless I uh, singing an awful lot for a long, long time. I don't remember the key. I we for that. Glad to be here tonight in Viter, Texas. I'm here because I want to be. Good to be here with Brother and Sister Matt Daniel, fine church family, and all of these good apostolic pushers. Hello. As this church should be,
2: and everyone else from any other churches, you need to thank God you got a good apostolic preacher preaching to you and telling you the way to go.
0: I thought as Elder Chris Gilmer got up here and kind of laid a little trend of what should be the main trend of any camp meeting, any service, is preaching the truth. Come on now, the truth, the unadulterated Word of God. And I sit there and I begin to count up how long I've been in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost has been in me and how long I've been preaching. And I want to tell you tonight, I still preach it just like I did 43 years ago, having the Holy Ghost, 46 years. Sister DeRees is over there, knows what I used to preach when I preached in her city years ago. And men that preach revivals for me and special services here that are here tonight know what I preach. And I thought about John the Baptist. He was out of style in his day. As far as the style of the dress and the style of the delivery and the style of the dice. But let me tell you, when that long, fuzzy-haired man with that robe of, of of wild skin got up there and began to preach, he said, Oh, you generation of vipers and hypocrites who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come. We need some men that's not afraid to stand up and tell it just like it is, and preach to sinners, whether they're in the church or outside of the church. I'm excited. He got my my inner spirit stirred up. And I thought about a saying I've known for many years, the sedative that hides the need for surgery when it is too heavily diluted. It is no longer an asset, but it's a liability. And when the waters that flow from the sacred death or too heavily sugared; they become one of nausea and not of nurture what do you say we still stand in the gap and make up the hedge and preach the word of God
7: praise the Lord everybody so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight and I so much appreciate what we enjoyed here this afternoon and I'm glad that there's still an appetite in my soul for preaching of the word of the Lord. Amen. And some folks today are filling up the emptiness within them with a lot of things that does not satisfy. But I'm glad for the living bread. Amen. I'm glad for the living bread of God's divine word. And uh, I'm certain that we'll be hearing a great message tonight from Brother family. We're looking forward to that. And I was thinking all day about a passage that I read late last night. And maybe it was early, early this morning, around 1 o'clock or so. And I read again the old story of Jesus going into a certain city and going into a certain home in that city and invited there by Martha. And I looked again at those scriptures so familiar to all of us. Jesus is in the house and Martha is cumbered about, the Bible said with much serving, cumbered about, just weighted down with a lot of concerns and a lot of cares while Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. Two very diverse attitudes, all under one roof. Two very different personalities, different spirit, different motives, all under one roof. I wonder tonight, I, I, I believe in every service. There's Mary and, and there's Martha. And I'm here, I trust, before God at his feet. I want to hear something from the Lord tonight. Amen, amen. And it's so easy if we're not careful to get cumbered about things. And I'm certain that Martha felt very justified in what she was doing and uh, wanting to be hospitable and take care of her guests that had come. But Jesus did say one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall never be taken away from her. My faith is that I can receive something in this place tonight that would never be taken away. Praise God. God bless you. It's great to be here tonight. I
2: said, "Mama." If I thought I about calling her mama years ago, I thought, man, when I get married I'm never gonna call my wife Mama. But after sixteen years and four kids and hearing Mama all the time, I decided I'd like call her Mama. But I said, Mama, it just seems like the car wants to go to Vida tonight. It just seems like it just headed that way and we just felt like we were on our way to heaven. I began to think about it as my pastor was preaching the other night about there is no secret rapture and when the skies begin to roll open and when every eye shall behold him and when he comes with his mighty glory. If he's coming back after the church that's ready, wouldn't it be good if he came to Bible camp meeting? No one knows the hour or the time, but I just wouldn't be surprised if God looked on his calendar and one of these third weeks in June and came after the church that was ready. And I want to be part of that number. I love the Lord and appreciate it tonight. Oh, it's a Amen. So
0: good to be in camp meeting today. Amen, with Brother McDaniel and the church here. All these great ministers amen God's doing great things in 94 amen we were uh, in revival not too long ago with brother and sister Clement amen they came and preached for us uh, we had been a long time without a miracle at our church amen we kind of went through a dry spell and things began to uh, come together and started looking up I believe God could work miracles still believe he can today amen so we uh, got in revival and the Lord started moving We had a guy in our church, a preacher, that had a problem with his eyes. They were, in fact, he was going blind. The doctor said, there is no hope. Uh, You you will be blind. You might as well go ahead and prepare for that. So, in the process of time, he went to different places to try to prepare for his family's livelihood after he had lost his sight. We had a service there one night, and Brother Baldwin came, and he prayed for him, and God moved in his behalf, amen, and he began to witness about what God had done for him, how he had touched his eyes, and he was just so excited, hey, I'm not going blind, I'm really going to be able to see the rest of my life, amen, I know it had to be a comfort in his heart, amen, that God had touched him in this capacity. So we went back to the doctor the first time he saw the doctor since the revival. this past Saturday. Uh, the doctor reported a 20 vision in both eyes. Amen. Amen. The disease that he had is gone. Praise the Lord. We're, we're thanking God for that today. Amen. God's still a miracle worker today. Amen. He's still reaching down to people that will trust him and believe that he will reach down. Amen. It takes faith. It takes faith. Praise the Lord. We have to have faith. So we're happy today to report that God is moving in a old, wretched, rugged state like Mississippi that allowed all this gambling, these casinos to come in. They think it's the livelihood of our state. Amen. But they don't really understand our livelihood is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He's the one that gives us life and that life more abundantly. Praise the Lord. I've had a passage of scripture on my heart for several days and meeting means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But to me, it's a preparation time. Uh, I told Brother McDaniel today I didn't come to say anything or to be used. I came to receive, amen, all I could get from God, from the Word of God, and let, let His Spirit flood my soul to prepare me to be a better person. Amen. And I recall the place in the Bible where it said in Job that uh the sons of god came to present themselves before the lord and satan came also there was something that happened there that i want to be in this position the lord actually asked satan he suggested to him a man he said have you considered my servant job god actually suggested that satan Go where Job was. Go try him if you want to try somebody. Here's what I've been thinking. Here, here's my heart today. I want to be the type person that if God needs a man, if he needs to make a suggestion to this world, he could suggest me. Amen. I don't want to be a half-hearted apostolic. I don't want to be somebody that God could say, I can't use him. I can't make a suggestion for him because he'll fail. He'll lose out in the race if I put too much pressure on him. But I came to camp meeting to receive something that would prepare me should God meet a man in a special place at a special time. Amen. To do a special work. I want to be the man that God would have me to be to to say, Hey, Satan, have you considered my servant, Brother Washington? Go ahead. Put it on him. He'll only be made strong through the trials that you put on him, through the temptations that you give him. He'll love me. He'll stand for me. He'll be what I want him to be. I suggest him to you. I want to be that type individual. I want to be something more than just an aisle runner. Amen? I've seen aisle runners that didn't accomplish anything but wear the carpet out. I want to be something that is in God's suggestion box. Amen? I want to be suggested by God that I can be tried and that I will be found true through my trials and tribulations. God bless you today. That's how it's church good to be here tonight we are enjoying this camp meeting it's the first time we've been here a couple of our friends have been here earlier uh brother gilmer had recommended this meeting uh, at the meeting with brother uh, townley i found out he was preaching here and also for the method so we decided we'd come and visit with you folks we've enjoyed what we feel and i am trying to expand My uh, contacts and meet folks of like precious faith that believe in holiness and believe in this message that I received almost 18 years ago. Amen. I still believe that you have to keep your life clean to retain the power of God in your life. And many today are not uh, retaining uh, what they used to retain. But we appreciate you folks who feel the true spirit of the Lord here. And I was thinking uh, when I first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I came from an unsaved family, had long hair and. I uh, got the Holy Ghost at about 15 years old. And the most important thing in my life at that time was just rejoicing, that having uh, received the message of Jesus' name baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and then all the things that began to be taught to me, holiness of lifestyle. That is what that I really rejoiced about. But as life progresses, you begin to sometimes get away from the basic things that give us joy. And uh, nothing in this world will ever give us satisfaction outside of just rejoicing in the Lord. We sometimes, we, we, uh, we try to work for automobiles and various accomplishments, even in the church. And none of those things will ever really give us the joy that, uh, that the Lord wants to give us just because we are saved. The Bible said, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. Amen. And I'm glad that my sins have been washed away by the precious blood of Jesus, and that I've been baptized in that name. Recently, I've been uh, praying and really trying to get closer to the Lord, and I've really just been dissatisfied with the depth of my Christianity, and I know that in saying that, perhaps I expose myself to criticism, but I want my Christianity to be more than just the equivalent of, of even a doctrine. I love this doctrine. I want to love it with all of my heart. But I believe that when the Lord first called His church, as Brother Mefford related to us, Uh, this morning, that his intention was to have a people that would be close to him. And if you look closely at the word of the Lord, the reason there is a New Testament is that the Old Testament uh, was not sufficient for people to know the Lord in the close relationship that God wanted them to have. The book of Jeremiah chapter 31, the Lord said, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. And he said, not according to the old covenant that I made with them, I will write my law on their hearts which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost on their minds will I write them and he said they shall not uh, anymore uh, say to every man know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest and so when Jesus came we find a testament that uh, was put into force that brought us closer to the Lord then the Old Testament was able to bring us to. Just the other day I was praying. I've been really seeking the Lord, asking God to give me some of the keys of, of, of power in my ministry and depth and living for Him. And as I was walking up the stairs, going into my bedroom in my trailer, the, I believe the Lord impressed me, and I, I'm careful about saying the Lord spoke to me. If some folks don't like to hear that. But the Lord uh, impressed me. He said, I want you to think on my name. And my immediate thought was, uh, Lord, I already I, I know many scriptures about your name. Uh, many scriptures that I could bring up. Baptism in Jesus' name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. In His name shall the Gentiles trust. Whatsoever do you and word do, do all the name of the Lord Jesus. But as I begin to think about it, I begin to really realize that the name of Jesus is more than just a five-letter word in the English language. It's more than just the sound. But the name actually represents all that we know
2: about the Lord.
0: Paul said, or uh, Peter about the man in Acts chapter 3 he said this man through his name through faith in his name that stand before you every whit whole." I don't want to take any more time but if you go back to the book of Exodus and you look how that Moses after having received at least five different revelations having gone to the top of Mount Sinai six times that he had learned about the plan of the furniture, he learned about the law of God, the fear of God, he learned about the, the word of the Lord and various ordinances, but still it was not sufficient for him to bear the load of the work of God. And so he cried out in Exodus 33, he said, that I may know you. Uh, He said, Lord, I want to know you. I want you to show me your way. Uh, And the Bible said, the Lord called him and told him, Moses, I'm going to draw you to a high place. Uh, It's going to be more than just the law. I'm going to give you the the tables again, but I'm going to show you part of myself." And what he said, this is what uh, really gets a hold of me tonight. He said, I'm going to proclaim my name and so along with the, the revelation of god's beauty and the various colors that he saw and the power of god that was manifest to him The Bible said that God began to proclaim his name. Uh, There was at least eight things that he said about himself. uh, But so powerful was that experience uh, that from that time forward, Moses never had to go back to the top of Mount Sinai. uh, But he always had the strength uh, to lead Israel for 40 years. Uh, Later on in his life, he repeated this revelation that God gave to him. Uh, The name of Jesus is all that you know about him. God revealed himself as the healer, the sanctifier, and all of that. But let me say, let's expand our knowledge of the Lord. He can be everything to you that you want him to be. In your darkness, he can be your light. In your sickness, he can be your healer. In your discouragement, he can be your comfort. And all that you know about him creates a greater God in your life and more uh, more access to his power and to his glory. When I call upon his name, I want there to be something that I can think about, revelation and experiences of, in my life of, that make him more real and more powerful to me. Aren't you glad for the precious name of Jesus? Let's all lift our hands and worship the Lord tonight. It's All right. I like what I feel. Right um, I'm liking what I'm feeling, but praying last night, we had a prayer meetings, and I, I felt the spirit of the Lord, and I said, "Lord, I want more." And uh, what I was kind of thinking of was maybe me on the floor passed out, something like that, about that much more. And and I said, "Lord, I want more." And, uh, and I started feeling the Lord more, and it felt like the, the spirit of the Lord started lifting. I said, "Don't leave yet, Lord." Have you ever done that? Oh, I've been praying before and it was just getting good and I started feeling the spirit of the Lord lifting and, and it's like when you're talking to somebody and they want to leave and say, wait, wait, just a minute, let me tell you one more thing. Sometimes we get in a hurry and, and I know I do and I, I run and I run and I gobble and, and I run and I you and get caught up in this fast-paced world and you want to jump down and pray and jump up and take off. And every now and then I, I like to get stopped. And, and maybe go in the closet and shut the door. And one of my boys boy said, I know when he's in that closet, leave him alone. But I think it's time we stop and, and slow down. I, I was reading a book by a fellow the, the other day, and, and it said that uh, it, you notice there's people that when their button gets pushed, they react. You ever, you ever notice that? Anybody that'll push your button. And this guy this guy said something. That guy doesn't have a Holy Ghost. But I like what he said. He said, somewhere between that stimulus, when somebody pushes your button and the way you react, you have the freedom to choose what you're going to do. And, and I got to thinking about that. And I said, you know, I'm getting tired of society and the world dictating my time and dictating what I'm going to do Somewhere between the stimulus of this society and this world, and I know you feel it too. Go ahead and admit it. You do. Yeah, there's a pressure right now. There's a pressure in this world. There's a pressure on the people of God. I feel it, and I know you feel it. I'm no different than anybody else. But somewhere between that stimulus, that pressure of this world, and how we handle it, we've got the freedom to choose. And I'll tell you what, I, I like what I see around here. I like the way the ladies look. I like the way the men look. I like the way the worship is. I have made up my mind. I'm not going to let the world dictate how I'm supposed to look. I I want those old paths. I was 22 years old when I got the Holy Ghost. And I looked in the mirror. Uh, I see Brother Gerald and Sister 63 here tonight. They had a lot to do with me getting the Holy Ghost. And, and I looked in the mirror and... I had a mustache, and I shaved it off. Nobody had to tell me. I didn't need the thing. And Sister Dree said, I knew you were thinking about the Lord when I saw you with that white lip. No hair on my lips. She said, I knew what you were thinking. She was right, because one day I looked in the mirror and said, I don't need this. I want want to live for God. I didn't even know what I was... I didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. Didn't know anything about the Bible. But I knew what I felt when I walked into a church well, the Holy Ghost was. And I want to I be sure that when somebody walks into the church that I'm in where I'm worshiping, they feel something, friends. Oh, i tell you what. I want to hold on to that. Those old all oh, that old doctrine that was once delivered to the saints. I want to hold on to that. That's what we need tonight. Oh, thank God for this camp meeting 94. I appreciate y'all letting me be here. Thank you, Brother Townley. What a privilege it is to be in the house of God. Amen. I love this church. I'm thankful for uh, the witness
1: and vital text of this church.